below, the story is called Monster. She held her breath. One, two, three, thirty-five, thirty-six, and emerged breathless and panting. She wasn't dead, but she wasn't alive either. She dunked under the warm soapy bubbles again and counted this time to sixty, this time more slowly and controlled than her first attempt. Again she came to the surface, caught her breath, and waited. She wanted the feeling to pass, the overwhelming, agonizing, heavy, redundant, and incessant feeling to pass. The bathtub drained, but she remained in it until nothing was left except for the bubbles. She lay there naked and exposed in the tub and stared at the popcorn ceiling and gray walls, questioning whether or not she should repaint her bathroom or move altogether. She slipped on her worn in yoga pants and a t-shirt from a concert she saw last summer before this had happened. She stared into the steamy mirror and studied her reflection. Her mascara and eyeliner were smeared across her face, but she was too lazy to address it. Her black hair was a mess of tangles. She grabbed a hair binder and twisted her hair into a bun on the crown of her head. Tonight, she bypassed her evening toothbrushing ritual, ritual and just accepted her garlic and onion breath. The clock read 7.15, but her body ached with exhaustion. This was the fourth day in a row she had retreated to bed before it was dark. She slunk into bed and practiced relaxation techniques. Working on her breathing, she took a long breath in, held it for 10 seconds, and attempted to slowly release it over the next 10 seconds. She tried this technique in about three times, hoping to calm her racing thoughts. It happened last week when she was walking through the park close to downtown. She had her wireless headphones on and was listening to a podcast. Her phone rested in her back pocket and her keys were shoved in her sweatshirt. She was distracted as she stopped to zip up her oversized hoodie. Her fingers were shivering as she tried repeatedly to zip it. Her first attempts were unsuccessful. The wind was blowing now and she hadn't thought to bring a coat. It had been 70 earlier in the day. Man, approximately a foot taller than her approached her, stumbling towards her with aggression and neediness. He grabbed her while she screamed, but no one was around to hear her. He wildly flung her on the ground and threatened to hurt her unless she followed him. Ugh, sheer panic rose through her and she lost herself. She felt like she wasn't present and complied. Shaking, she stood up and quietly followed him. Her eyes were pleading with him to let her go. Her voice was lost. She felt frozen and found her body following him as he roughly grabbed her wrist. The small gazebo at the park hadn't been used in years, but the lights still flickered on every evening. They were all burnt out except for two white fluorescent lights still flashing, losing their energy. It was the only light in the park as it was now after dark. The wind was blowing and she was shivering and chattering her teeth. I'll keep you warm, he laughed. She was supposed to be home by now. She was supposed to be in her comfy sweatpants, her concert t-shirt, and parked in front of the TV for the night. Her mom would be expecting a call for their evening chat, and she had a series on Hulu that she had planned to watch. She wasn't supposed to be here. This wasn't supposed to be happening to her. He wore a clown mask on his face. It looked like an old Halloween mask from the late 80s. It had a strong rubber smell and hung loosely around his face. The smile was painted on, but she could see his dark eyes through the eye slots. He was not smiling. He reeked of alcohol. A small bottle of whiskey poked out of his tattered coat pocket. His voice was increasingly agitated as he barked orders at her to remove her shoes, her sweatshirt, 
her shirt, her pants, her dignity. This whole time she had complied. She had quietly followed him to the gazebo and didn't try to break his hold. She didn't struggle like she thought she would. Although she was in shock, she also had a quiet calm that came over her for a few brief moments before they reached the gazebo. She had flashbacks when this happened before. When she had felt helpless, unwanted, and used, someone unwillingly explored the innermost parts of who she was without her consent. Honestly, without her knowledge. Did you know you can't give consent if you're wasted? Her hands were sweating, her heart was pounding through her chest. She could hear it in her ears, she could hear it thumping steadily and strong. This time would be different. She had not brought this upon herself. This was a random attack. She was the victim. This was not her fault. This is not my fault, she whispered to herself. He loosened the grip on her wrist so he could start unzipping his pants. His dirty fingers drunkenly grabbed at his jeans, fumbling to find the end of his zipper. In that moment, the pounding in her ears momentarily stopped. Her body screamed with anger and rage. She unleashed on him a terror she had felt from all the previous years. She smashed in his face with her adidas shoes and sliced his cheek with her house key. She kicked him painfully in his inebriated dick. She screeched and screamed at him. She tirelessly clocked him and then fled, screaming obscenities at him as she ran. He stumbled and attempted to follow her. He stood up and immediately collapsed in pain. Sticky blood ran down the side of his cheek where she had gouged him with the key. He held his stomach and fell over onto the gazebo floor. He hit the ground and knocked himself out. He lay there, slumped over, covered in his own urine and blood. She had escaped. She had found her voice and her freedom. She made her way through the park to the side street, running in apprehension. She found a local coffee shop and was that was open and made her way inside. She stumbled through the doors. At this point, she was uncontrollably shaking. The waiter asked how they could help. Call 911, she gasped as she curled up in a ball, collapsed into a leather bench by the window. She shut her eyes and sobbed. What happened next was a blur. She made a statement to the female police officer, directed her on where to find that clown, and was taken to the hospital. At the hospital, the nurse held her hand gently. He had her recount what had happened to her. He checked her over and noticed the only injury was some bruising on her wrist from when she was grabbed. And after a few hours of being in the hospital, she was discharged and took an Uber home. So now, a week later, when she found herself laying in bed trying to meditate and breathe, breathe the thoughts away, <clears throat> she repeatedly relived the trauma of what happened to her not only that night, but other nights. While she hadn't even consciously realized what she was unable to process, she knew something in her had changed. A new awareness had come forth. She found herself stronger without knowing why. She envisioned the strength as something that wasn't tangible, but something to be harnessed and honed into a different energy, outside of herself. Her name is Hannah, and she is more than her story. She is limitless.